Welcome to the Point After Show with Kyle Maurer, Marshall Hesloff, and Ian DeWitt. This is the show where the guys attempt to pick the winners of the weekly NFL games along with some healthy debate about current topics. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. I had to do it first now. Thank you. It's been a long time since I've had to say anything first. Uh, really? Well, I feel like lately I've been sitting in the shadows <laughs> after, after it starts because you guys made fun of me for so long. I see. But we, we are missing a compadre. Who casts a big shadow. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, it's not. Uh, those I, are your words. I literally did not say that. <laughs> I'm just repeating back what I, you said to me. No, that is, that's not what was intended. <laughs> Come on. Rude. Marshall's not here, so Kyle's at the controls. And bringing the spice already for the <laughs> two of you, it sounds like. Jeez. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. We miss you, Marshall. We hope you get well soon. We do. Yeah. He's, sick. He's sick. Well wishes to the poor guy. Always. But Did Notre Dame win this weekend? They did. Okay, so he's they not did, in fact. Him. Yeah, that's what I heard, at least from him. He I was mean, very pleased about it. The only thing college-wise that I saw that was of interest... Okay. Was two things... <laughs> I'm going to pause that. Yeah. I don't, well. Anyway, while our uh, friend is recovering, I thought... Huh? Is yeah. it recording? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought maybe we could indulge ourselves in some some topics that apply to just you and I. I love that. Let's love talk that about idea. dad stuff. Ooh, the fatherly advice. That's right. That's right. We're both fajas. We are. I've been meaning to get you on my other podcast, which is a dad pod. The dad pod? Yeah, I Looking for the dad bod? Yeah, I'm is that supposed it. to be a play on words or no? Is I, it just uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit dad, yeah, dad pod. Yeah, that's the idea. All right, <laughs> a few quick would you rather's, Ian, okay. experienced veteran father of two Ooh, growing not, children, not six. Would like you seven. rather wipe butts or clean up vomit? It depends on the age. Oh, really? Because there's a certain point where wiping butts is disgusting. And I've had some where I have almost puked. Okay. But wiping up vomit just in general is, tends to be grosser. Okay. Yeah. Because it has. Because a, the bigger they are, the more vo- the vomit is grosser too. Right. We had, oh my gosh. So we were driving up north and our oldest hurled and she had yogurt beforehand. Ooh. Ooh. It, it smelled. Yeah. It was rancid. And the problem was is she got it on her clothes. Yeah. And we were maybe 15 minutes away from where we were trying to go after like an hour and a half in the car What are you going to do? So we cleaned her up as best as we could. but And we cleaned the seat up as best as we could. Yeah. But we were like, we have to, we can't do much more than what we've already done. Right. But the smell was still in the car. Yeah. And she wasn't happy about it. Yeah. I wasn't happy about it. I almost hurled cleaning that up yeah it smelled awful yeah that that was the worst so vomit yeah vomit i might go with vomit too i feel like you just do butts enough that you get used to you actually do get used to the you get used to the butt stuff yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) are you are you the type who is more inclined to inflict discipline Ooh. Put the fear of God in your children or just revoke privileges when they mess up. Well, currently they're too young. 
I, where I don't think the fear of God would do much other than just make them <laughs> Yeah, but cry. what privileges can you revoke either? Well, so, I mean, we'll like, if, she, so the a thing that Casey's been doing is we'll have music on, but we have it just playing through like Spotify, which is like, we'll just be going through the TV and she'll go up there and she'll start smacking the TV. Oh, and stop we're it. Like, yeah, we'll tell her to stop and we're like, stop or we're going to turn the TV off. We're just going to be done with music and yep. she'll do it again and then we'll turn the music off. And we're right. like, all right, well, we're all done. And then, or if she's coloring on the table instead of the pieces of paper, I will just be like, Casey, if you color on that table one more time, I'm taking that away. Right. So probably the revoke oh, yeah, privileges. Yeah. That yeah, tends yeah. to be the most effective right. for us. Right. Yeah. It's t- it's it's only tough when you start to have kids who just don't care about anything. <laughs> and nothing you take away has that makes any difference. And then, <laughs> then you start to feel at a loss and, and, and a little hopeless. And, and anyway, both of them, I don't want to do. Um, how about a road trip? Or an airplane flight. So we've never been on the airplane with the kids, so I don't know how that would go. Sure. But I have done road trips. Yeah. And we try to time our road trips with their naps Mm. so that they're sleeping most of the time. Okay. And naturally, our youngest will just fall asleep anyways. Right. But our oldest won't anymore unless it's like a long trip. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say road trip. Currently, just okay. because they're contained, and at least if they're crying, I don't feel like it's a public embarrassment. That's true. That's a big factor. Because I'm like always big on like they start crying. And I'm just gonna rem- like if I can't get it under control within like a certain time frame, I'm like getting them out of that situation. Yeah. I'm like I'm trying to be respectful for everyone else around me. Exactly. So I there's only so much you can do. Right. Yeah. It's a tough one. It is a little bit like depending on your family makeup, uh, but I I would do? probably at this time I'd probably go with a flight. Road Cause trips are extremely unpleasant. Right. Yeah, because that's a lot of kids for you. It is. A, we've got the six little ones, and yes, in the in the van, they're buckled in and restrained, <laughs> which is nice, and they can't bother anybody but us. <laughs> uh, so it, it can kind of work out, but if we're on a flight, they don't have to be restrained, and that can help. Um, they there's also two of us are free instead, and one of us isn't um, driving. That's true. So we've got two adults to wrangle with them instead of just one. And also, uh, generally, like flights are more rare; they're a little more like excited and um, and just uh, like listening. They right. listen better in the in the van. They do that every day. They're, they're not listening to anything we say, yeah. and uh, people are generally pretty un- understanding. And we can also like plug the big kids in uh, to like a tablet or a screen yeah. on a on yeah, a seat just to get them occupied. And then we, then it's two adults, and we've just got a couple little ones yeah. uh, to deal with, and it's not that bad. Yeah, I have a feeling if we ever went on a flight, Casey would just love to sit by a window and just look out the window. She yes. would be fascinated. I'm sure. Yes, our kids were too on their first flight. Yeah. For sure. She would just be like, whoa. It really was not a bad experience. There were a lot of adults who complimented that we didn't, they didn't know there were kids on the airplane. Uh, so, yeah, I'd probably go with that. And a lot of domestic flights are not that long. Yeah, you know, no. we're talking a couple hours. A couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you rather watch only kid shows or eat only kid food? So define a kid show and kid food for me. I got to define them both. Come on. I mean, well, you know, I know. Like what is, what is a, a show that entertains your child? 
that so your child will uh, be captivated by. Currently, you <clears throat> could watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Okay. There'd be Dan- Daniel the Tiger. Okay. Little Einsteins. Okay. And then Bluey. But the other... Th- Bluey's good. Bluey's good. Bluey's great, but they're right. only seven-minute episodes. Right. So the other three are... Uh, they're educational to a point. Yeah. Mickey Mouse, not so much. I know. The and you're in education, better. so maybe you would appreciate that yeah. since that's your occupation. The other the other two... <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other... Daniel the Tiger... Is it just Daniel Tiger? I think it's I don't just know. Daniel Tiger. That's the current one. Okay. And Little Einstein's is like Casey's favorite. Yeah. I hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> the shows are so. Oh, I can't. I can't. Do it. I can't mm-hmm. do it. But I have a feeling like a burger is not going to be on kid food. No. And like good pizza is probably not going to be on there. Yeah, I'm thinking the things that they get excited to eat. We're talking mac and cheese. We're talking chicken nuggets. I can't. You know, and not I've a lot recently else. just discovered I don't like McDonald's anymore. Yeah. And they want ranch on everything. I hate ranch. No. Yeah, you've talked me right Catch up on everything. I would rather watch the kids' shows than eat that crap. I think I'm... Oh man, it hurts to say, but I think I'm with you. I can't. That I just couldn't survive awful. on an, on a diet of what they want to eat. Yeah, and nothing's forcing me to watch those kids shows. I could just not watch them. <laughs> 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 just never watch a show or a TV again. So, would I be able to watch football though? Uh, no. No. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe you could watch the Toy Story version of the game. Yeah, that they were that's doing. right. I feel like that counts. <laughs> that's a kid show. <laughs> that's a kid show. There we go. I can never watch a normal Lions game. Again. Right, right. Which this was, that kind of is a good segue right into the news because I feel like this was a very interesting weekend. Yeah. For, for football that I tragically missed a good portion of it mm-hmm. because I was not in the country. For most of it, as I was on a, you were abroad. I as was you, a, as you do, as, as one does. <laughs> I was traveling abroad with forty-two children. Oh, forty-two. I took forty-two middle schoolers to Toronto, Canada. Yeah, and we did some stuff, and yeah. they had a blast, and it was fun. Yeah, I was glad to be home. Nice, but I was having to watch the Lions game. Through my app. Yeah. So I was getting like updates. Uh And then it wasn't until we crossed the border that I was able to flip the game on. And they were in the fourth quarter by the time we crossed. Right, right. So the game was pretty much kind of already had like a lot of the progression had already kind of gotten to that point. Right. I think I missed most of the good plays. Yeah. But I saw the updates on my phone. So I would, I like saw the big update for JMO's like 45, 47 yard catch. Right, and I was right. like, ah! Yeah, it was super so, good. Yeah. I yeah. wish I got to watch the whole game, but. Unfortunately. That wasn't the only game, though. That wasn't the only game. I thought it was segment idea. What if we tried something in order to expedite the process? What if you recap the news in the time it takes me to chuck a beer? <laughs> <laughs> that, are you actually going to do that? I thought I could. I could do it. All right, all right, I'll try to do it. But I do, okay. Okay, it's a race. It's a race. Oh, it's okay. It's Coors for everyone. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. All right, the, the, the quick big updates. Jets beat the Eagles. The Bills survived Tyrod Taylor. San Francisco 49ers lose to P.J. Walker. <sighs> to P.J. Walker. He was out of the league, people. <sighs> 
He was in the XFL, I think, for a hot second Ugh. until he came back. And then <laughs> I can't tell. I feel like I'm like, racing against time, but the more I'm like, I think I have more time. You have more time. I'm not good at this. <laughs> These aren't even chugging. All right, now that's a chug. And then, so I want to go back to the Jets because there was a really interesting <laughs> quote. <laughs> He's taking so long. From Robert Salah that he said throughout the first six weeks, they kind of had a gauntlet of quarterbacks and they, while they aren't perfect and they've lost some of those games, they've embarrassed, direct quote, embarrassed all of them. And I think that's very true, which is why I'll come back to this, to the Jets when you're done. We can have a longer conversation, but they won and... It was a big deal because I picked them as my upset, and I was very proud of that. And the Bengals are back. The Bengals are rolling. Ah. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was terrible. It's a Coors, <sighs> which isn't which isn't saying much. All right, that was our new segment. <laughs> Read the news while chugging a beer. Chugging a beer. Yeah. The only thing I will say is the the only thing I thought interesting was Jets because they had like I think they were like ten point underdogs. Mm, yeah, they were pretty big, and I I felt very confident in picking them. I don't know why I felt so confident. I probably <gasps> had, oh, Excuse there me. it is. <laughs> I don't think I had any right to feel as confident as I did. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I don't either. But yeah. I just like knew their defense was being heavily like disregarded because of Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought the Jets' defense is so freaking good. Mm-hmm. If you have just an average or competent quarterback, they will win games. It's and true. I think that's exactly what currently Wilson's been playing like that. Not great. He's not like perfect. You're not going to want him forever, but he's been playing competent enough yeah. to put points on the board. Indeed. It's true. Yeah, we got a we got a shout out Emma Reedsma for uh Yeah. For, <laughs> she, for slamming you. Yeah, she was like no way would they ever win? And I was like, oh, we'll see. <laughs> and then they won. It was close. Actually, not the scoreboard was close, but the actual game itself was not really. really? Like the, the Jets defense. <gasps> I, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. The Jets defense absolutely destroyed them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how, uh, how worried should Eagles fans be right now? Ooh. I, I'm probably not that worried. Not yet. Yeah. I think it's too soon. Mm-hmm. They just played probably the best defense in the league. Right. And they still had opportunities to close that game out. But they are, I think they're ranked like 31st or 30th red zone defense. Wow. Or, no, not red zone defense. Red zone offense. They cannot score in the red zone. And that is starting. This was the first game I think it really bit them yeah i think you're right uh the eagles they do not look like the same team from last year uh last year uh let's see they were saucy last year they were they were i'm looking um last season regular season their first loss was in week 10 to the commanders I forgot they were rolling for that long. And uh, they had a total of three losses because they lost the last two games against the Cows and the Saints. Um, they had, I thought, 
I you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't have it up, but I thought they had either number one or number two scoring offense. I mean, they were electric last the year. The Chiefs were the number one scoring offense, I think. And if I remember right, the Bills were second. The Eagles were up there. Yeah, they were high. high. Yeah, I don't know where they are now, but they're not. They ain't no Miami Dolphins. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who is? Yeah. That team is crazy. Yeah, they got themselves into a 14-point deficit and then, then just rolled off 35 straight points just to wow. win. Without A-Chain, and they're going to not have him for a couple weeks, it sounds like. so. How do you feel about them Panthers? Who? The Panthers? Yeah. I'm, they lost, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Who did they lost to the Vikings? No, they lost. To, that was the game we were talking about. I was. They lost to the Dolphins. Oh, that's who they. You can see that I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I I for who did Vikings? No, Vikings played the Bears. Correct. That's who they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields got hurt. Mm-hmm. That's right. You you right. You right. Mm-hmm. Well, Panthers are bad. So, you know, very bad. They got a rookie quarterback. We know how we feel about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a disaster. I feel no optimism about the Panthers. Um, yes, this weekend was uh, a lot of backup quarterbacks. Yeah. We are seeing a, a lot of backup quarterbacks was, play this was, time. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor played last night, and for all intents and purposes, played well. Yeah, the Bills almost lost. Yeah, the Giants came very close to beating the Bills. It was one of the uglier Bills games. That's, I, that's I what just, Josh Allen said in the press conference. It was ugly. It really was. The Giants had the lead at halftime. It shouldn't have been. It should not have been an ugly game. Mm-mm. That should the Giants suck this year. They're terrible. They they are not good, and they didn't even have Daniel Jones, which I don't. Maybe that was the freaking problem. I don't know, but maybe maybe I'd like to see Tyrod Taylor play another game or two. Yeah, and it was interesting to watch him go out there in this revenge game because the most success he's had as a player was as the as Bills. As the Bills, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he was pretty good over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he's been bouncing. He's been a journeyman ever since, but. Right. It was eerie to see um, the game stop for an extended period of time for a medical situation. Um, I think it was a Bills running back uh, hauled out um, on an ambulance off the field on a stretcher. Yeah, that's never a, a good sign. Yeah. I want that. Jimmy G also ended up going to the hospital, too. He did. He's got back issues. So a lot of quarterbacks went down. Trevor Lawrence went down, has an injury. Um, maybe the most notable quarterback, but also Baker went out. Ryan Tannehill went out. His could be serious. Uh, you said Jimmy G. There was another. Co- oh, Justin Fields. Um, yep, he was injured. A thumb on his throwing hand. Which uh, that could be bad. That could be bad. I mean. All of those are I bad. I mean, all of those are bad, but uh, really, I think that Trevor Lawrence is the only one that is, like, on a team. <laughs> That's yeah. good. This is why <laughs> anyone asks you why they have those all those penalties, like roughing the passer. And why they're so hard on it, though, it's for for this exact reason. This will derail your season, right? Because it, you turn a team that I mean, the Jet the Jets are a perfect example, right? I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers didn't get injured that way, but like a mad like that's why they have those things is because you have Aaron Rodgers go out, and then all of a sudden you have a key market team that's on multiple primetime games now. Oh yeah, and no one's gonna want to watch that because it's like. Yeah. Who, who the hell wants to? I mean, that was what happened with the. There's a meme now because they cut the Cleveland San Fran game, which was literally 
in the final minutes of the game with San Francisco driving to go and get that missed field goal. Yeah. (laughs) All of that. They were driving, and the first play of that drive to go down there to go and win the game, they cut it to the Jets game. And it was just, we're going to cut you away from this game that's intense and very close to Zach Wilson running down out of the field with a big, stupid smile on his face. Oh, my God. And it's just like, oh, my God. No one wants to watch this right now. Nobody does. It's terrible. It is ridiculous. This, like, it's it's comical. This is the comedy of the NFL that right now we've got Zach Wilson playing in prime time. And it's just it's just trash every single week, and the yeah. Jets aren't going to do anything about it. We're just no. going to continue to have to watch. And they get this like play. little optimism of like, oh, look at us, we beat the Eagles. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but this is not like a. You guys aren't sustainable. Yeah, you're 500. You're going to be just like last year, continuing to, yeah. you know, uh, be competitive, but not a contender. Yeah, and that like just piggybacking off the. The injury bug, I mean, that's what San Francisco's biggest problem is right now. Mm-hmm. They had, what, Christian McCaffrey and Debo both right. went out, right. and that offense stalled out. And mm-hmm. so now, all, of course, all the criticism is going to Purdy of, like, whether or not, you know, is he the real deal? Because he had that's his first regular season loss, mm-hmm. and it didn't look pretty. Hey. Hey. It didn't look pretty, <laughs> but it kind of got me thinking because when you because you have Christian McCaffrey on your fantasy team, I do indeed. Yep. Yeah, and I thought that would be good for me that he would help. But <laughs> he had already got me a lot of points. Yeah, he'd that. already gotten you enough points, and it turns out all mine still sucked. So. Yeah, <laughs> your team sucks. Yeah. You're trash. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk started to get some more points though because everyone else was out of that team. <laughs> so ah, uh, true, true. Yeah, yeah, the lone survivor. Yeah, yeah, but then here we have. Uh, backup quarterback on the other side of the field, um, leading his team to victory. Yeah. Coming out. I mean, PJ Walker, Walker coming oh. out. Wow. And uh, Jim Schwartz, who historically has given the Shanahan offense a lot of trouble. He's a good DC. I mean, say what you will. We were talking about him last week. Say what you will about him as a head coach. He's, he's a great defensive coordinator. So it seems. Yeah. yeah, and he has a, an impressive track record if you look it up against Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's some interesting news stuff. I'm going to play. Uh, uh, I've just been watching this um, grumpy old man. All right, well, you know, obviously we just couldn't couldn't quite make enough plays here tonight. Um, you know, had our opportunities and just, you know, need to do a better job here and, you know, really just about every area, just any one of a number of things could have made a difference and we just need to, you know, be able to, Coach it better, play it better, execute a little bit better. And, um, <laughs> I love this I'll old show man. This story again. Yeah. Uh, Bill, you, you get your team in a situation, you know, three and a half to go, you're within two. And how frustrating is it to see, you know, the penalties, the Jennings, and then when you guys got the ball, the Mafia, some of the penalties that you guys continue to kind of kick yourselves a little bit with? Yeah, we had penalties to start the game and had three penalties in the last two minutes. So that's yeah, not, not a good formula. Eliminate that. Wise <laughs> okay. words. Yeah. Bill uh, Devonte Parker said that he got his fingertips on the ball uh, late in the game from Mac Jones. I'm just curious to hear what you saw in that play. 
Yeah, it was on the other side of the field. <laughs> uh, what went into the decision to uh, sign Willie Cunningham to the 53-man roster and make him your backup quarterback? Um, we have a lot of people that are hurt. <laughs> hey, Bill. <laughs> uh, Two-part question. Um, what's the most challenging aspect of how this season's playing out so far? And second part of that, um, how personal is this to you as a coach who's had so much success? Yeah, well, right now it's just about this game. So, you know, just take a week by week. That's the NFL. What What about the, the challenging aspect? Some of the same things maybe that have happened in pre previous games with the, you know, the assignments, the penalties. Oh, this game's a lot different than the last two games. So, I don't think you can compare those. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can't compare the fact that you're losing. <laughs> yeah, enough of Bill Belichick. Um, talk, but his press conferences are just incredible. Just listening to this guy. Uh, I mean, his insights are amazing. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was on the other side of the field. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Thanks. He's fascinating because when they lose, his press conferences sometimes or like pretty much go exactly like that. But when he wins, or they're like in a good groove, he can sometimes have like really interesting things to say. There's no doubt. Like this guy is a history of football enthusiast. Oh yeah. Like, you get him on a run Plethora talking about, knowledge. like, the evolution of certain yeah. positions and whatnot. Like, he'll just give you a, a total uh, course, you know, and, and, it's, and it's fascinating. Yeah. He knows so much. He does. And he's, I think, the unfortunate is I think he is a relic of a, a prior age. And I don't think he's done a very good job adapting to everything new. Mm. And I think it's probably time. It might be time. This this loss was special, uh, in particular because of how many people um, who've worked for him before were on the other side of the yeah. <laughs> whoever on the Raiders. We've got the head coach, obviously Josh McDaniels, yeah. uh, a former assistant of Bills, Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, his former quarterback. I think Danny Amendola is like an assistant or something over there. I think so. Um, there's there's other players. I can't I can't think of them all, but. Um, it was uh, one of the – and the Raiders are not a good team. No. And so it's like his cast-offs are <laughs> assembling and, and humbling – Beating you. Him, his team. This bad team is beating your bad team. Yeah. And they're your bad coordinators. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Bill Belichick, as we talked a little bit about last week, has an incredible track record of like – Success with the Patriots, but anybody who leaves uh, has, like, no success after. Like, he yeah. doesn't develop um, coordinators who make great coaches and, and have success I think, elsewhere. I think if the season keeps playing out this way, I think he might be looking at either a resignation or a forced resignation. I don't think they'd ever fire him. They would never. I don't think they'll ever use those words, but they might force him out and be like, we think it's time. We want to go in a different direction. We would love it if you just say you resign. Right. Right. So. Well, that's how it goes. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. Just watching the um, the Patriots situation because, uh, I mean, I mean, if you had gone back in time to when Tom Brady exits and you, you looked ahead and you had to say, like, how many seasons of uh, without success does Bill Belichick, has he earned? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. However, you want to phrase it, uh, but we're at how many now? Is no. this three or is this four or is I this five? He's, well, so he got to the playoffs 
There was the first year afterwards was bad, but uh-huh. they just drafted a rookie quarterback. You just lost your Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I think that was like definitely. Well, you're forgetting, forgetting about the Cam season. Cam Newton. Oh, that's right. Right, right. That was the first season without Tom. Well, that yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was a cl- that was a team that had no clear succession plan right. for what they were going to do after Tom. Right. I think they had one initially with Jimmy G when they took him. I mean, that was what Jimmy G was supposed to be. Right. And then, then Tom never left <laughs> and yeah. went on to win, I think, at least one or two more Super Bowls with him. I can't remember when that happened. But then, yeah, they had no plan for when Tom left. Right. So they brought in Cam. Cam was a one-year look-at-us-go be average. Right. I think they were a b- below average, though. Yeah. I don't think they got to 500. Yeah, it was a kind of hard o- offense to watch. It and you draft really Mac Jones. I'm now, man, I'm curious to see what their record was. I was just talking about this. He's, he's, now he's like, I think a little below, below 500. Yeah. Uh, post Tom Brady. So he was, so he's had four seasons. This is season Tom number Brady. four. So, yep, this is season number four. So, his first, the 2020 era was with Cam, and they were below average. They had a 43% win rate. I don't know what that means. I just have this old stat. And then they got Mac Jones, and they went to the playoffs. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they were out the first round. Right. They weren't, they were like good, but they weren't great. Right, right. right? They were very average. Mm-hmm. And then last year and then this year. Last year was the whole Matt Patricia awkwardness. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. And this year they brought Bill O'Brien back and they're terrible. Who would have thought the offense worked better under Matt Patricia? I know. Just, like that was a joke. That was one of the, one of the, that is like on the short list of things that we were laughing the most yeah. about last season. Not just about this team, but in the NFL stories, yeah. there were some that gave us a chuckle and like, how about those Patriots? Matt Patricia's the OC? What the heck? Bill just like brings back his own people. It was like nepotism at its finest. It is. His staff is classically like that. He doesn't go get like new people. There's no new blood. Like he yeah. just rehires the same people he already knows. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And this year is even worse, right? Because he just brought back a coach who had just failed at Texans. Yeah. And... I think they had some success when Bill O'Brien was the coordinator with Tom. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. was, you know. Different situation. Mac Jones ain't ain't that. So. He's not Tom. But even your defense is not holding up, and that's really the partnership that, and that was Belichick what, and Brady had is right. they could put throw together like good rosters, strong defense, yeah. and and Tom takes care of this awesome offense. Yeah. Uh, it's not that anymore. Patriots are an interesting story this year. Kind of a kind of a sad one. Yeah, I guess I'm not that sad, but it's it's, it's 2023 where the Patriots are one and five and the Lions are five and one, and everyone's talking about how the Lions might be one of the best teams in the NFL right now. And it's like we need to spend more time talking about the Lions. It's I'm cautious to talk about them because yes, they are five and one, but they haven't beat a lot of good teams yet. But what I will say for the Lions is that they are controlling every game that they do win. They have beat all these mediocre teams to bad teams right. pretty pretty soundly. Like, you're entering into the fourth quarter, and you're like, we're probably going to win this the way this game is going. And they're right. really in, they've been injured 
a lot in a lot of key places. So, all right. Whoosh. Let's go into our listener questions. Let's do it. Because I think the lines are going to come up. Yes, they will. All right. Hit us with the first question that we're going to tackle. All right. I, we'll start with the lines because this is one that my brother, Addison DeWitt, kind of posed to me. And he said, is Amon St. Brown the new Calvin Johnson? Whoa. I know. That Whoa. Is, I thought that was hot. That was a bold statement. To I am to burned. Wow. Yeah. Spicy, Addison. I... Feel like they served different roles almost mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Like Calvin, Jameson Williams almost feels like that's what Calvin was. He was your deep threat guy that right. you could use in like that route running scenario. But you almost always had like with Calvin, he had like Nate Burleson that was always occasionally doing the route running and doing right. the slants, or he would have Golden Tate, right, doing a lot of those. And then Calvin was your deep threat. Yeah. It's true, but he's like also the big body receiver, right? The prototypical like one on one jump ball, like he's gonna get it, just yeah, throw it to him. He could do that. AJ Brown does that. You know, we've got we've got a number of others like big time receivers, the Jefferson, the Jamar Chase, and the guys who can just elevate. Yeah, long arms. You know, Brown reminds me more of like when we first got Golden Tate. Golden mm-hmm. Tate was all over the field. He was fast. Right. Very good at yak. Mm -hmm. And Amon St. Brown is very good at that. True. Amon is really good at route running. Yeah. He's very good at it. Mm -hmm. And I think they utilize that very well. But maybe the point is like, I don't know, like going to be like a a guy that we keep on the team and becomes like a generational name, like a household name with the Lions maybe. Maybe that's what he's saying. I mean, he's on pace to be like uh, – negotiating for a great contract. Yeah. You know, if he wants to stay with Detroit, what is it? Is that going to be next season? So both Brown and Goff, I think, are up after next season. It's the, it's At the, the end of, the, you know, like uh, starting next season. They... I think this 2024 season is their last contract year for both of them. Okay, so they've got another year. I, th- I believe so. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. And they... I, I would love... Crazy to say this. I would love both Brown and Goff back. Of course I you mean, would. The way the way the way their Goff is playing, I mean, Heck how yeah. could you not want him back? It's incredible. He's playing like top top ten, maybe even higher than that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go as bold as to say top five because that kind of inflames some people around here. But yeah. <laughs> statistically speaking, he is playing better than a lot of other quarterbacks that are out there currently. He absolutely is. You can't I mean, you can't argue. Yeah, he takes care of the football. He makes plays. Yeah. He's, he wins. It's great. Yeah, you put the season in a box. I'd say he's playing better than Jalen Hurts. I'd say he's playing better than Mahomes. Maybe not Tua. Tua's kind of crazy right now. Mm. His numbers are so ridiculous from that Broncos game. Yeah, and they just score so many freaking points. I know it's unreal. Yeah, it is. But give the, give them props. You got so one? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Addison. Um, I'm leaning no, but uh, but I'm very optimistic too at the same time. Uh, let's see, listener question. Let's see if we can find one because I you put me on the spot and I didn't have one ready. Oh well, uh, my dad has another one. Tim okay. Dewitt, he's yep. got another one. Did Purdy get exposed? So they just lost. It wasn't a pretty game. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, the reality is 
In a sense, yes. But I think that's only exposed to those of us who weren't really paying attention. Yeah. They didn't really understand what was going on. If you really were following and, and watching and paying attention, you knew Purdy was not actually carrying this team. Yeah. And when he is stripped of McCaffrey and other supporting cast, we, we give wins to the quarterback, but... McCaffrey has been there now, the whole time. It's, McCaffrey hasn't lost. Yeah, it's easy to look at the quarterback as like the main focal point, but a lot of those games you play. Now, granted, Purdy has great. There, like if you watch the games, he is a really good passer. Mm-hmm. I, I will give him. He's got really good anticipation. I've read that from a lot of the receivers, but he is allowed to do that and have that because some of the people he's throwing to. And the running back he has behind him are so good. They are phenomenal. They are I've really good. I've always been a really cautious to put this narrative on Purdy that he's like the next Tom Brady. Yeah, right? I'm not there. I am not I'm there. I'm not there he is, either. He is, he is an average passer at best in, in this league. Um, every NFL quarterback, every quarterback starting in the NFL, even all the backups are capable of some great plays. Yeah. And Purdy is no exception to that. And and for the story that he brings, like th- it is impressive what he's been able to accomplish and how competent he has been with this. But he is not carrying that team. They are not winning these games and as competitive as they are because of Brock Purdy. There is another quarterback who had very similar things happening where he had a lot of talent surrounding him and had almost no losses until very like late in his career. Tell me. Jimmy G. Oh, indeed. Yeah. He was another one of those quarterbacks who was doing really well. Yeah. A winner. A winner. He was winning a lot. And he was doing that. Again, he was on the Niners. And people forget the Niners, they got to where they, they got to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. It's true. He was actually one of the reasons they even got back to the NFC Championship game before he got hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jimmy G is better than Purdy. I, I don't know that in the long run, like, s- scheme of things. But I am just saying, like, that's how talented the rest of that offense and that defense is. Right. Is they could take these average quarterbacks and make them look, sing- probably overinflate them. Yeah. To where, you know, they look significantly better. Instead of Purdy elevating that team, right. the team is elevating him. It's a, it's a team sport. There are a lot of factors going on, and you've got to give the credit where it is due, which is across the board. You've got a John Lynch, Lynch put together a, an incredible roster. Yeah. This is one of the most, maybe the most talent-loaded rosters in the NFL. 100%, 100%. It's, it's huge. It's fantastic. This roster is the envy of the league. Yeah. And so that, you're just going to win games because your roster is great. And Kyle Shanahan is most the, one of the most brilliant offensive minds the sport has ever known. He's literally got a system named after him. Yes, it's fantastic. His offensive scheme is truly incredible. And scheme really isn't everything. And scheme, you you can have great scheme and still suck and still lose a lot of games. But it really can give you an edge. And their defense has been phenomenal. They've had great staff, uh, great coordinators, of course. And uh, all of these things have come together. Um to uh, create a really effective winning squad. And Purdy has played his role well, and you have to give him credit for that, but 
nobody can make the claim that this team is competitive because of him. Yeah. It'll be interesting because I one thing I will give to him is that they were able to, in the last minute of the game, drive down the field. And he was a big part of helping get that team. Especially at that point, he had multiple weapons removed from him. He was able to move down the field. Right. And there was some interesting coaching calls where they, instead of trying to get a couple more extra yardages mm-hmm. to try to get a closer field goal, maybe that would have helped, maybe not. Well, we're never going to know. But you can't put the missed field goal on him, but you can put, obviously, you know, a lot of points right. left off the board there. A lot so. of points left off the board. That's right. Fun talking Niners on the week that we don't have a commission report. What other questions do we have from Tim DeWitt? Uh, so who really is the best team in the NFL? I think I would still, well, I don't know, because the Niners just got a whole bunch of injuries. And so depending on how severe those injuries are, I'd still want to lean. If they get everybody back, I'd probably still say the Niners. Okay. But on the other side of the ball, you have Kansas City is still 5-1, and one, but they're kind of an awkward team. Anyway, I don't know if there's a clear front runner anymore because of some of the way, like, I feel like the Eagles finally had, like, a humble moment where their offensive red zone problems are becoming more apparent. So I would probably say, I don't know if I, there's the best team, but I'd probably still pick the Niners because of how good their defense is. And if they get everybody back, if they have Christian McCaffrey back, I, I would handedly still say the Niners. The best team in the NFL right now is the Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Next question. We have, <laughs> we have some questions from Rich. Rick. Rick? Rich. I'm sorry, Rick. (laughs) You're just so rich. (laughs) This is actually kind of along the same lines of who the best team in the NFL is. Who has the best offense in the league? KC, Dolphins, or Lions? Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins. That's not even a question. It's an easy question. Yeah, Yeah, that's an easy one. Thanks for an easy one, Rick. We like that. Stroud or Young? Who is better? Stroud. Who is the long term will be better? Stroud. Stroud. Stroud is really interesting. He's got a lot of interviews with him where he will, like he's been talking about analyzing plays. He's very intelligent. Yeah. And he, I think you can clearly see the ability to process the game in him in terms of like learning from what he was doing and learning from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think long-term Houston is going to have a good quarterback. The hope is they build around that because mm-hmm. Houston has been kind of an embarrassing team. I Since they like. started. Yeah, I mean, they had a couple seasons where they were pretty competitive and got to the playoffs. Yeah. With what, what was that guy's name, Schaub? I don't remember. Matt Schaub. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Matt Schaub. Yeah. Got kicked in the nuts by Dominican Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, best team in the NFC, NFC, Eagles, Niners, Lions, or someone else? Lions. Lions. Are, are, how are, are you just saying that, or are you actually sold on that? I'm actually kind of curious. I think there's a good case to be made for that. 
I'm looking forward to this coming Sunday, which I think is a really good test for them. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday. That's a scary test. And that's a great test. Now, the Ravens are kind of like an up-and-down team. They have high highs. They When everything clicks for the Ravens, they look like the best team. that Because they, they're a team where anything is possible. They yeah. literally can do anything. And yet... They make a lot of weird mistakes and, and dumb things happen, and somehow they, they have whole, games where nothing clicks. They had a whole game of low-light reels of dropped passes. It was it, like eight drop passes. It was game. nuts. They should be undefeated right yeah. now. Their only losses are like the stupidest losses that any team has had this year. Uh, so they're a dangerous, strong team, and they could come out again and have a, a lousy week, but it's a great test for the Lions. As of this, as of right now, the Lions are the team that I don't want to play. Yeah, they're they're a team. The more you watch them, even as a Lions fan, like you slowly gain more confidence as you watch them, because their offense they can move that ball. Mm-hmm. They are capable of moving it. There is they have lot. on everyone they've played. Yeah, they are moving that ball against everything. And Tampa Bay has a great defense. Like no joke. I know. You know, Tampa is kind of like a weird team, and they got Baker and all that stuff, but that defense is no joke. And they were moving that ball with relative ease, even after they lost Ty Montgomery. So I thought it was David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Who's Ty Montgomery? There's a Ty Montgomery. There is. Montgomery. They lost him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they basically didn't have their running back number one or number two. So I think they had Reynolds running. Wow. For some of that. Some of that Ryan game. Reynolds? I think it was. No, it was Craig Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. He's trying to throw me off. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> you got to credit this Ben Johnson. Like, yeah. how are the Lions going to continue to keep him? Uh, God, he's going to, because if he goes on the market, he'll get I'm a head coaching job. I'm pretty sure no he's murdered dogs. I'm pretty sure. Like no team is going to want him. He kills him. puppies. He kills puppies. So You heard it here first. Don't here hire first. him as a head Don't coach. Don't hire him. He's awful. He's a terrible person. Because he'll be he'll be the front runner. Oh, I feel like on the 100%. market if like the if the season ended now and he went on the market, yeah. he'd be the the first He candidate. he was hot last year too. Mm-hmm. He had head coaching interviews like people reaching out to him to be to interview and yeah. he wanted to come back to the Lions. And this is where the NFL is so fascinating because success can be extremely hard to sustain. Yeah. Because when you are successful, your good talent, in yeah. not just players, but staff, end up going somewhere else. Yeah. It's a scary thing. Yeah. To think about losing the coordinator who is literally like your offense is electrifying. Yeah. It's one of the more dynamic offenses in the league right now. Right. And it, it shows. Maybe Patricia's available, though. He could come back as an OC. <laughs> what about the AFC side? Who's the best team over there? KC, Dolphins, Bills, or someone else? I'm going Ravens. Wow, you're going to double down on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. You really feel that, despite all their ups and downs? You know, it's kind of a bold t- pick, but I genuinely think that they are a really strong team. If they can stay healthy, which has been a challenge in recent years, um, they're, like I said, they're a team that can do anything. They can win every game. Now, not to say that they will, but they are capable. And I watch them, and I know that anything is possible. And you don't feel that for a lot of other teams. Yeah. You watch the Steelers' offense, right, and you feel like, oh, my gosh, they got something. Like, that's amazing. Uh, it, and, and it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. But 
The, the Ravens are tough. The two losses that they have were just so close, and we're just there were so many events that feel like chance yeah. that took place. Uh, that, that stuff happens. Stuff happens. I'm going with the Ravens. Ravens is a. I, I don't mind that. What are you I, going with? I'm going to stay. I'm not going to pick any of those teams. I'm going to stay in the same division though, because there is a team that's starting to move again. <gasps> You're high on the Steelers. The Bengals. Oh, I think of the, the Bengals are starting to heat back up. Yeah. They no longer have a burrow that looks like he's hampered by an injury. Right. And he's starting to get back into the swing of things, and that yeah. offense is starting to click in, and they are starting to dominate games again. Right. And that's what happened. Funny enough, this is what happened, I feel like, the last like several years with the Bengals. They start off really slow, and then they kind of get into a groove, and things start clicking, and then they really kick up steam. It's true. It's I'm, I was thinking about that. what a trend that has been. Think about, uh, you know, the Eagles are, an, when this was, they're an exception, but a lot of other teams that we've seen to have late postseason success, winning and participating in Super Bowls, had slow starts to the season. The Patriots with Tom Brady were like known for it. Yeah. They were known for slow starts. You mentioned the, the Bengals already, yeah. and that's been their, their, uh, their modus operandi for a couple seasons. Start yeah. pretty slow. And then, and then have a like, strong finish to the season and a playoff run. I feel like last year, even the Chiefs were. Was it last year? Or the year before, the Chiefs had a lot of conversation about their team not being because they were really inconsistent. They were like hot and cold. Uh, they were a little bit early in there in the season. Yeah, they yeah. definitely finished stronger. Uh, if my memory serves me, the Buccaneers definitely started yeah. pretty slow. So slow Their's that they ended run, up yeah. having to uh, attend the playoffs as a six seed. I think. Yep, they were like the last. Six, they were like one of the first six seeds in a long time. That yeah, I thought had they might have been the first ever six seed to win a Super Bowl. At least no, something like that. wasn't because I thought the Packers did it, their Super Bowl run. They were a wild card. Yeah. I don't. And I, I thought yeah. the Giants on both of them were. They I were wild the, cards. I, I can't remember look. if they were a six, though. I have to look. Yeah, either way. Uh, and the Rams, I felt like the, their Super Bowl run, they started a little bit they sluggish some with some shaky, shakiness, but yeah. like were strong at the end. Uh, you know, it, you can't you can't put too much stock in what happens at the beginning of the season. You want to lock in your wins so you can get that divisional crown. Yeah, you want to keep your players healthy, but you don't need to freak out about the first quarter of the season. Right, and we're only one third of the way through. Right, and I still think sometimes it's hard to know whether or not we know a team. Because I look at, even even with the Lions, I look at their schedule. I'm like, I mean, they really only have played the Chiefs and Seattle, and they lost to Seattle. Now, that was an OT game, and that was close. But, like, they've beaten up on a lot of bad teams. So, I'm, I'm really hesitant. But they're also, they look so consistent in each of their games. So, but that's beside the point. Same division. We love this division right now. Would you consider the Browns' defense elite? Elite? Uh, so how many teams could qualify as having elite defenses? Three? Jets. Five? Would be... What's the number? What's, what is elite? Are there five elite? Are there three elite? Is it two? I'd say typically the top five defenses are always all... I want to say almost always in the playoffs. But if you have a top five defense, you are a con- like almost always a contender. Sure, sure. In some capacity. Yeah, yeah. I don't. 
Would I put the Browns there though? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. I'm put not the ready. I'm not quite ready to use the words elite. Like I, I yeah, I think that they're, they're a strong defense. They're a strong defense. Yeah, one you know you can watch out for, but I'm not. I'm not going to use str- language that strong yet. Yeah, I I because uh, I'm using. I think the Jets have the best defense in the league, followed by the Niners. That's kind of where I would be. Okay. And I don't know if I would be willing. Those would be the two elite defenses that I think of. Yeah. And I don't know if I would want to put the Browns defense there. Okay. Um, let's do a couple more of these. Maybe we save some of these uh, for next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll do, will the Rams make the playoffs? Let's do this as our last one because I think this is an interesting one. Uh, that would be so fascinating and exciting if they did. I'm going to say they don't. No. Yeah. They are in a tough division. They are in I a tough one. I don't know if they'll win their division. That would be really hard. To beat the Niners and the Seahawks, yeah. that's tough. But I could see them sneaking it. How crazy would it be if they ended up, though, getting into the playoffs and they had to come to Detroit oh, for a home playoff now game? Now you're talking. Now I want oh, it to happen. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> the crowd would be nuts. And imagine... That would either be Stafford's first ever playoff win in Ford Field <laughs> on an opposing team. Yeah. Or it would continue the sand trend of him always <laughs> being bad in Detroit or like losing in Detroit. <laughs> That's just be. Yeah. I would really want that to happen. Yes. Go Rams. Go Rams. All right. All right. Let's go to Kyle. Do you have anything moderately interesting to say? Let's look at uh, the table that I made last week. I spent some time looking at some spreadsheets because I wanted to study. You know, I love, I'm a data guy. I love looking at data, looking, crunching you the numbers. You love your spreadsheets. I love my you, spreadsheets. You love spreading. I love spreading the sheets. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah. to interrupt you, though. <laughs> so last, day, last week, I posed a question to you, like, what changes more year over year? offense versus defense because we know that there's a fluctuation you can't count on the team that ranks the the number five offense to be number five next year can't count on it and the average uh for these changing um offense changes on average uh let's see offense changes 8.1 positions that's the average which is a lot that is a lot. That's saying like you're you're the number five. No, you're the number ten in one year offense, and mm-hmm. next year you could be as high as number two, or you could be as low as number eighteen. It's a big swing either yeah, way. That's a like a huge swing. Yeah. And defense changes slightly more, eight point seven. So if we're rounding, it's eight spots for offense and nine spots nine for spots defense. defense. Um, so defense will be even. Bigger swing. Right. Uh, There's been some pretty big swings defensively. There have been. Um, I wanted to look a little bit at some of the team swings. Now, the data that I crunched because of time constraints was just for basically the past 12 seasons. I went back to 2010. And let let me see. For defense, average position... Okay, let's let's just go average ranking average over ranking. since 2010. Who do you think had the best? Like the this is the lowest number and this was their average ranking over the past 12 seasons. Oh, 
which so, changed. They, so their defense stayed the same. Well, it's not about the change so much, or like, but about the average number being as low as possible over the course of those twelve seasons. So they're like they they were more consistently right. they're consistently good at defense. Oh, okay, so they're consistently good defense. Right. For the last ten years. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who the best defenses have been historically. Jets, I feel like, is a recent one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Niners, I, I feel like in the last ten years that would be more recent mm-hmm. comparatively because mm-hmm. their defenses have been good, but that's more recent. Patriots might be up there because 10 years they were really consistently up there in terms of defense that's a good guess they're actually number two. Oh, they their average number is nine uh over the since 2012 so they had like a lot of single digit ranking into including a couple seasons where they were the number one defense yeah i felt like they were pretty consistent because that was yeah Oh, I'm trying to think of who else. I'll go. Uh, I want to say Ravens. It, that's it. It's Ravens. Oh, okay. The Ravens are number one. Their average number is is eight, and wow. they they don't have any number one uh, rankings. They have several number twos and threes, but they are year after year a good defense. I'm proud of very knowing. consistently. I'm proud of f- feeling that out. You did a good job. <laughs> you did like, a good job. You just the, the teams you named are the top two. Very go. good. Do you want to stab a guess at, like, the worst over that period? Oh. <laughs> There's a team on here whose average has been 26. So they're the best. <laughs> this team, so bad. Since 2010, their best defense was ranked 20. In 20th best frame. defense. Yeah, which they accomplished three times. And that was the height of their defensive success. Oh, that's bad. Terrible. That's bad. It is bad. Well, so now that that kind of eliminates some of these. I'm trying to think of some of the worst teams. But the Lions actually had a really good defense in there. Yeah, it's not the Lions. I knew it wasn't the Lions because when you said it, the, the highest they went is the 20th, I knew the Lions and had a number. They had a top three The Lions defense. average number is bad. It, it's oh, 21. I, yeah, it would still oh, be Since bad. 2012, it's 21 is their average. But they with, got, with a peak at number three uh, in 2014. Yes, I knew that was the playoffs. They lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. I could have told you that. But the worst team in this time span <laughs> averaged 26. 26, 26. <laughs> that's, not gonna, that's just the average of all the numbers. Uh, <laughs> like there were. Chicago. No. Oh. No. No. No, the Bears uh, were much better. 17 wow. is their average number. So this, I yeah, it, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, wow, yeah. I should have known. That they have, they have not had a good decent defense. And they have not they have not had an average defense in recent memory. Yeah. They when, have only had bad defenses. That makes sense. That's that's on par because even when they brought in Gruden, Gruden was offense. He was never good at defense. Totally. Totally. He yeah. literally won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy, Steve. <laughs> all, all of Derek Carr's career there, they he, he never had a good defense. Like, he's always doing the Stafford thing, having to be in shootouts at the end, desperately trying to call his team back. Ugh. Yeah. So, terrible. The worst defense of this uh, of this era. Um, wow. Offenses, who has, in that time frame, what's your guess, who has consistently had the best, the lowest average number, and that is also eight. 
I'm trying to think of how long Andy Reid has been at the Chiefs because their offense was actually pretty good even with with Alex Smith. Yeah, that's incredible. It's the Patriots. I'll just tell you. Okay. We don't have time to dig around. <laughs> <laughs> but there were a couple teams just close behind who have had who had a nine as their average since 2010. So they were very consistently top ten, top five. Probably Denver. No. 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 Interesting. I thought they were. Yes, they were not really. No. I guess maybe they had the number one offense in 2013, but other than that, they sucked. I guess I'm trying to remember when Peyton retired. Yeah. Okay. So the runner-ups uh, with an average ranking of nine were the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. That pan that checks out. Yeah. I should have known. I yeah, should have yeah, known. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Chiefs were 11, also very strong showing. And then the worst offense in this era, two teams came in averaging 25 over this span. Lions. No. Read better? Wow. No, the Lions are right there in the middle at 15. Uh, But two teams averaged 25. Like, never having good offenses. That's the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. I was actually thinking the Jets. I was like, I don't remember the last time the Jets had a good defense. They sucked. Sucked. I was feeling the Jets, but I don't know if I would have got the Browns. I could have maybe guessed because just historically they're bad. Right, but. Right. But I thought with Baker, they had some, some hot stuff going on there. So year after year, you can count on, basically, like you have been able to count on the Ravens always having a good defense, or at least a decent defense, the Raiders having a terrible defense. These are things you can put your money on. You can set your watch by. Wow. Um, and you can count on the, the Browns having a terrible offense, and you can count on uh, the Packers, Saints, and, and Patriots historically. Having a great offense, yeah, but all of those are in new eras. Yeah. All those three teams. And some of those teams had, especially with the defensive side with Ravens, same yeah. coach. Yeah. Yep. Same coach. Same coach. Yeah. Interesting. Moderately, you might say. Moderately. I wanted to uh, do uh, a new goofy segment. I love goofs. I'm trying to see if this could be potentially something fun that we do in the future. But it's just a um, walk down uh, memory lane. Memory lane. Reading an excerpt from an old newspaper. Now, I pulled up, kind of random, the Detroit Tribune, October 13th, 1962. And I'm reading some clips, some excerpts from this. Uh, This is an article by Walter Hoy about events in the sports world. (laughs) The league that wouldn't last is what they said about it, but the American Football League is in its second year of operation. The critics felt that there weren't enough players of greatness to form another loop, but the AFL has. In its two years of operation, uh, has produced an elite class of all-stars and all-pros who can stack up against the, the best of the National Football League. Now, some other interesting things that things that are mentioned in here. There's a lot of silliness about some of these players and the way that they're described really amuses me. Um, But uh, yeah, some of them are silly. Recently, due to a cracked kneecap, an all-pro halfback was placed on the waiver list of the 
NFL, this high-stepping halfback is one of the most flamboyant and potent offensive weapons in modern football. Uh, What's his name? It doesn't even say his name. (laughs) I was like, you're just not even going to say his name? (laughs) Yeah, it goes on. uh, As a rookie back for the Baltimore Colts in 56, he carried the ball 86 times. Total yardage gained was 649. Yada, yada. Now in his seventh year, he is an old pro at 28 years of age. This halfback is considered one of the toughest men in the league to bring down in the open field. Most fans will remember him for a game played against our Lions on December 14, 1960. The Lions were leading 10-8 with only 14 seconds of game time left. At the snap of the ball, he started downfield turning, twisting, and faking along the sidelines, trying to shake loose from the Lions defensive ace, Dick Night Train Lane. Oh, yeah. Both he and Lane reached the end zone at the same time. As they entered the end zone, this all-pro halfback cut behind Lane and dived at least six feet through the air. He fell and rolled over in the end zone. The crowd stood and gasped as he leaped to his feet, still hugging the ball. Hard to believe, but true. This exciting runner and pass catcher has proved many times that his type of performance is no fluke. Anyway, it goes on like that, but... I just kind of enjoy reading these old newspapers and the type of language these columnists would use describing I, these men. I can't believe they didn't even use his name. <laughs> I'm literally like, <laughs> as you're reading, guy? I'm like trying to figure out who this guy is. The only half like Alex Hawkins. Maybe it was... Uh, Ed Kovac. The, no, he was compared to the phenomenal Lenny Moore, whoever that is. Jerry Richardson. Lil Abner. Little Abner? (laughs) (laughs) These stories are very good. There's a fullback that was on the roster named Alan Amechi. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny that they Abner Haynes might be the The name. Yeah, halfback uh, for the Dallas Texans. What? Back in the 60s? Anyway. Weird. yeah, if uh, if we enjoy that, we might refer back to some old newspapers as a recurring a recurring bit because I kind of like uh, I kind of like picking out some of these fun articles. Anyway, let's move on to your uh, that that actually is a good segue into mine okay. because speaking of just you know funny little things, funny little kind of ways that games are described. I this is so this is like so we're gonna do my blind rankings game. Yep. You're the only one that's gonna rank these. <laughs> I'm ready. I've had this one kind of stored up for a minute, waiting. Really? Because I just think it's like a funny thing to think about and like laugh about. And one of my favorite shows to watch is the NFL Insider. Okay. Inside the NFL. Yeah. When they have all the, like they basically like take the games They'll do like a walkthrough. They'll have like a narrator narrating the game. They'll show all like the big highlights, the big plays. And then they'll have like some mic'd up moments. And they really do a good job of like providing this like really like the drama of a game. And like really pushing those storylines to make it like pretty interesting. And I love watching that kind of thing. But I love NFL will post on their YouTube their mic'd up moments. And I love the mic'd up. There's some like really good mic'd up moments there of some of those guys. Like Stafford yeah. was like known for for several of them. Right. Just having right. some insane like Riley! Yeah. Riley! Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget that one. Yeah. But 
Some of the funniest ones okay. are not actually because the player's mic'd up, but it's because they get caught on the sound boom off of the sidelines mm-hmm. saying something. And so I have several. I think I have one, two, three, four, five, six, but I only do five. And okay. then I'll give you a six one just for fun. Okay. Five of the best candid moments caught on camera. Wow. How fun. All right. <laughs> we'll start with the first one. This is said by Blaine Gabbert. Whoa there, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, it was with the Jacksonville Jaguars when this happened, and he's got the ball, and he's running out of bounds. And as he ran out of bounds, some guy was going to tackle him and missed, and then he's walking back up and looks down at the guy, and he's like, Whoa there, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that line. Mm -hmm. Where would you put that? Oh, that's a good one. That's got to be number two. Number two. All right. I like that. I'm going to make the note for you. Okay, thank you. All right, the next one. Cam Newton, when he was with the Car- with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. You know, people forget he was a stud. Yeah. I back didn't forget. His, I back remember. In, back in his prime, like he was yeah. spicy and he was cocky as all get out. Mm-hmm. And so he had a very famous line that was picked up where one of the back linebackers is calling out the play that they that the Panthers are going to do. Okay. And Cam hears him, hears the mic, and he says, oh, you watch film too? Check this out. And then immediately scores a touchdown ah! on that same play. <laughs> it is a very... Good Whoa. is a very good line. He you watch film too. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, you watch film too? Check this out. And then he nice. does something and he runs it right in for a touchdown. Oh my gosh. That's that's oh, that's the stuff of legend. That is a great one. Wow. Okay, I'm putting in number one. Yeah. How are you gonna like top that. that? I like that. So okay, okay. What spurred this whole thing on when I first wrote this down was because of our beloved favorite quarterback that we like to talk about every so often. And it was a line that became in question whether or not he said it, but I'm going to pretend he said it because it made Geno Smith that much more lovable when he's got Aaron Donald barreling down onto him. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, what would you say when Aaron Donald's running at you? Oh, yeah. There was nobody in between them. It was just staring down a freight train. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that ball out of your hands. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> it's such an awesome moment that you just relate for once yeah. with a football player. I know. It's not very often you're like, I feel that, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know exactly. I don't relate to anything you live. I don't relate to any part of your life. But yeah. that makes sense. Uh, I'm going number three. Yeah, number yeah. three. That's a good one. Yeah, me. these are strong. These are all very like good ones. All right, these next two. I think these next two are pretty good. Still, I okay. think they're all solid. Okay, we'll go with a former MVP, Matt Ryan. <laughs> I knew you were gonna <laughs> say Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan was quoted saying this, and he was at the line. This was back when he was with the Panthers, or not the Panthers. Whoa, the Atlanta Falcons. And he's got one of his guys isn't where they need to be. And he looks down the line and you hear clear as day. Get fucking set. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. 
<laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. That's got to be number four. I like how we're just going down the line right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then your number five is a classic Peyton Manning line. Oh. He was with, this was with the Colts. Okay. This is how old this line is. Yeah. And so he hikes the ball and the line breaks down immediately on him and he has to go and run. And all you hear is Peyton Manning just yelling, God damn it, Donald! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Donald? Yeah. Donald who? I don't even remember. It was whoever was like his left tackle. And the line broke on him immediately. Like the dude literally just blew past this guy. Wow. And so he was yelling at his He was yelling at his own tackle. Wow. Because he failed. Oh and he's God. just like, the play died like, yeah. almost immediately. And he's yelling at it like, God damn, Tom. <laughs> I love that. What yeah. a good one. Yeah. This is a new one. So this is just your funsies one. Yeah. But this is a new one that I wrote down because I thought it was funny because it just felt like a classic like Jimmy G line yeah. to say was that he was calling out the mics. He was like, 58's the mic. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> I just That's funny. I was like, oh Jimmy. Aww. You're so beautiful. Yeah, like, I, just, I, know, right? I can feel that. Yeah. I can feel that. I love that. Nicely done. Those were fun, son. Mm. Should we talk about our fantasy game that we had against each other? So this week was special and there's no one here to stop us from talking about our head-to-head matchup, which was thrilling. You and I got to play each other. It was not as thrilling as I was hoping it was going to be. I'm going to go to 3-3 three and three after crushing you. Yeah. Unless, I mean, I have two, I have Tony Pollard and Keenan Allen, which are currently You don't need playing. to do this. You don't need to. I'm going to give that. myself a little bit of hope that I theoretically could get enough points to win. But currently... It's probably not going to happen. I'm way too far out. I'm almost 40 points away from trying to win with only these two guys. Yeah. I just had some really bad output. I had you too did. many. I just, I... It was not a particularly exciting showing for either of us. I think uh, some of my guys slightly overperformed and a lot of yours slightly underperformed. And here I am with a win. I know. I had Jake Elliott, which is normally one of my all-stars for my team, has got one point. To his name. And he normally is netting me like 17 points. Titans, eh, they, they're, that's like, I had their defense. They're okay. I played around a little bit. I kind of took a gamble keeping Kittle in there. Kittle is so hot and cold. He's mostly cold. Yeah. He's mostly he cold. He sucked for me last year. The highlight in our league is your brother Addison handing Simon his first loss. I saw that. Simon was is five and zero oh and about to go five and one after Addison. Addison's gonna move to four and two. He is. He is starting to move, and I'm looking at I'm his impressed. team. I looked at his team, and I'm like, I didn't realize he actually has got a pretty stout team. He he's got the Lions' defense, and he's been starting them, and that defense has been playing pretty good football. Yeah, we've still got. Uh... Two people, Emma Reedsma and your dad, sitting at a one and four oh, record, and uh, team and and in, uh, somebody that I don't know, one of Addison's friends, sitting here with uh, about to go zero and six. But they auto drafted, so you deserve it. Yeah, the I don't know who that is, but 
He's not very good. <laughs> not very good. He right. did auto draft. He's got Bryce Young as the starting <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> And yeah. he hasn't tried to find a different quarterback at this point, which I found astonishing. I don't think this guy's even playing. I think it's just fodder for the rest of us. So Rick went out and got himself another easy win. Yeah, at, barely. After a too. bad week. Yeah, he barely even got that. Well, he's got Justin Herbert playing right now, but. Right. Well. Yeah, I, I was disappointed with my team. I just, I have some guys that I, ha- I was high on. I was really expecting Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard to produce more points for me i was like oh yeah these guys are like top they were like great running backs last year right i was like pretty sold on them gonna be pretty solid for me josh jacobs was like i think the best running back last year in terms of like just raw stats and he's been kind of average he's been all right tony pollard just the the cowboys in general i had a couple starting Cowboys there for a little bit, and it's just been kind of bad. I've been right. trying to revamp my team a little bit, trying to take some risks and move some people around. Yeah. So. I feel you. Let's go to our predictions. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All we right. Have, did you want to do must-watch game? We have – there are two games happening this the, weekend. The must-watch is obvious. It's got to be Lions-Ravens. That is a hot game. But there is Philadelphia and the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, break this one down for me. <laughs> They're playing themselves. They're playing themselves, aren't they, every week? <laughs> God. Wow. Yeah, yeah, maybe they are. <laughs> They're their own worst enemy. <laughs> uh, no, the Eagles-Miami is also a pretty good game. Yeah. Those are the only two games I saw that I was like, those are actually worth watching. Yeah. Obviously, the lines, are for me, are always going to be worth watching, but they are in a particularly big matchup. I don't know. Falcon-Saints seems more interesting to me. I love Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, the Falcons cannot get quarterback right. It sucks. It's frustrating. Yeah. Let's go to something more interesting. Our lock of the week. We don't have Marshall here, but uh, he did put his picks in and he did identify his lock. So Marshall picked the Rams over Pittsburgh. That's a pretty solid pick. I like that. And then I'm picking Buffalo over New England. Nice. That's a that good one. That seems like yeah. a very easy, safe one. And I was surprised I had not picked Buffalo at all yet. Because I look back, I try not to pick the same teams too often. Yeah, I try to. I try to that. vary it. Yep. And so, so I was pretty happy. I Well, that, that's kind of bold. You think Bill's going to lose again? Extend the losing streak to, what, four or five? I don't well, know. Well, I'm more confident that Buffalo isn't going to be as bad as they were last week. Yeah. All right, I, my lock is the Seahawks over the Cardinals. Those Cardinals can be a little bit feisty these days, but I think the Seahawks are going to bounce back. Yep, and we're going to our upsets. I uh, didn't realize Detroit was not favored to win this game, They're, but they are they are uh, three-point underdogs. Here's some information. I love the information. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, wrong. They button. are three-point underdogs um, against the Ravens, and so Marshall is taking Detroit over the Ravens. And I love that. I love that confidence. It is in Baltimore, so that okay. is kind of a scary prospect. Right. What only thing I'll say about that game, and then we'll move on, is that Justin Tucker has been the bane of the Lions' existence, though. True. Right. He beat single-handedly beat the Lions wow. one year. Yeah. They scored, I think it was like 15 points. All yeah. of their points were from Justin Tucker. And then, of course, they set the record in yeah. Detroit. But both of those games were in Detroit. Right. 
And the Lions are traveling well right now. That is true. That is true. And Tucker's coming off a six field goal showing this uh, yesterday uh, wow. against the whatever, whoever they played the Colts. Yes. And then I am taking Miami over Philadelphia as my upset. I think the struggles are going to continue for Philly, and I think Miami's going to continue to roll. I think the Falcons are going to upset the Buccaneers. <laughs> this is a dumb pick. Okay, that's my upset. <laughs> but it's a you're potentially a bad game. But yeah, yeah, I give the I give the Falcons a chance. The upsets back. is you always want to take the close lines. Yeah, close lines are good, and and I like betting on the bounce back. There's a lot of teams you that like go like, yeah. through a slump, and I count on that. I sometimes love using like a crazy pick to just get like the Jets beating the Eagles. As my upset last week. I just love doing shit like that. Those yeah, sometimes. let's bring that up a couple more times yeah, I will. this episode I will. if we could. Yeah. Who who was right about that, Reedsma? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. all we got for you guys. Anyway, uh, let's see. This is where Marshall hits a button. Yeah, but which button does he hit? He hit the yellow one. Uh, the yellow one? No, it's not <laughs> that one. Oh, 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 I remember which one it is. Hold on. Hold on. Hold I can on. just do it. There it is. Thanks for listening. I got to... that right. I you just... nailed it. Yes, thank you. Right, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Marshall, get well soon because it's a lot of work to run this on board and do all the recording. <laughs> I don't want to do this next week. And he secretly keeps us more on task. I think I noticed that. Yeah. We were a little long-winded, actually. This episode, believe it or not, is longer than our last few. And we like to talk. Ah, we do. Hey, we're doing it right now. Marshall, we need to, <laughs> we need to get back on the show and shut us up. That's right. All right.